This is Big Tasty Sports. Welcome to week three of the Best Bets show. The first two weeks have been a lot of fun, starting to get in the groove with some of these cappers. I'm excited for this week. We got a great guest. Last week we did not have one, but back on track with a guest capper for week three as well. Looks like a good board. We've seen a lot of line movement. So things are getting interesting and exciting. Before we jump into the picks with the different cappers, wanted to give you a little bit of an update on how things have gone through two weeks. So each week I ask people to rate their picks with confidence, three being the highest, one being the lowest. Also, people have to give me one plus money pick each week. The, the confidence level three picks are going well, 11 and five on those. Uh, confidence level two going okay at five and four. It's that confidence level one, most of those being plus money that have been the biggest struggle so far, only one and four. Uh, maybe that's why they're confidence level one, <laughs> you know, that they just aren't going to come through quite as much. But we're going to try to turn that around and, and pump all these up. The plus money picks overall are three and seven. The first week was rough, a little bit better uh, this last week. So we'll see moving forward if we can start identifying some really good plus money spots and increase that. Obviously, when there's plus money, even if you can uh, go 500, you're going to be making money. Also, in terms of the cappers who are on the show right now, uh, Kevin is the best through two weeks at five and one. And I am keeping track with those plus money picks, too, of if you put a unit on each pick, where would you be at? He'd be up a little over four units, four point plus four point oh five. And Yanni with the Beck Crushers, four and two, two units up. Uh, D and I are both kind of right in the middle, both at three and three. I hit my plus money pick this last week, so up 0.18 units. D is down 0.1, but, you know, right there, right around even. And then Phil had a good first week, a rough week last week, so 2-4 and four overall minus 2.05 units. So if you followed all the plays from the show, you'd be up 4.08 units at this point. And we're just getting started, so hopefully each week we can uh, move that even better. But there's been a lot of good information, a lot of good picks on the show so far. Um Last thing I'll say, kind of say it every week, but really would appreciate you if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. What do you think? What are the picks you like? Don't like subscribe, give it a like that helps a ton. If you're listening to the podcast, review the show, uh, give that, yeah, give that a positive review wherever you're listening to your podcasts and I will be forever grateful with that said. Oh, and also. I do have the black hat on today. I know if you're on the podcast, you can't see that, but it's a little bit of a, a week of mourning after the Vikings went and got curb stomped by the Eagles in Philadelphia. We'll see if we can get a bounce back. I know this isn't a Vikings podcast, but you're going to get a little bit of that with me hosting it. So uh, we take the black Vikings hat into week number three of NFL best bets. Well, it's that moment that you all wait for each week where we welcome in Yanni from the Bet Crushers. What's going on tonight, Yanni? Hey, man. Messing around with some technology here, trying to get uh, get a new ring light and microphone, make it look a little better. So we, we're waiting on some materials, but working on it. I'm telling you right now, if you are listening to the podcast, you might want to hit pause and go watch the YouTube video because Yanni has a serious backdrop going on tonight. It is... Uh, it is professional. Although, <laughs> like, 
this honestly is just your backdrop matching like the breakdowns and stuff you do, which are like so professional and well done, right? So the backdrop just matches now. Well, I, I would say it matches in the sense that it's like half professional, half sloppy. That kind of describes <laughs> me in general. So you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, the football side is the professional side, at least. So I guess, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, hey, before we jump into the picks, just curious, you know, I, I know you start looking at these lines super early on, uh, as we all have started to do. Uh, how are you feeling about the board? It's uh, it's Tuesday now, Tuesday night when we're recording this. How are you feeling about the board for this week in general? You know, I like this board a lot better than week two. I will say it's interesting. These lines are jumping around. I mean, we're seeing quite a bit of movement on the totals. Um, and I really think that these books are are trying to stay a step ahead from a lot of the people that are early betting. Um, of course, obviously limits are, uh, you know, it, it varies book to book at this point, but, but I like the board overall. I think there's some, some nice matchups on the card. Yeah, I like it too. And you're right about those, the, the line movement, man, it, it makes it more interesting too, because you really don't, I mean, I, I woke up today and, and went to look at the lines and was like, I wonder, wonder what happened while I was sleeping, you know, it makes it a little more exciting. So yep, it's kind of fun. All right, man. Well, hey, you're coming off on uh, on this show anyway. Another two and one week. I know you have more picks than that on on the website and other places, but that's uh, two two and one weeks in a row. So you're stacking up the wins, man. Um, heading yeah, into week three. You know, came close both weeks on the plus money play. Um, yep. Fell just a little bit short on both of them. So you know, so far pretty pleased overall with how the handicapping's going, and uh, hopefully we can keep it going. Absolutely. I have, I have little doubt that you will. Uh, the, the only question is the sweep or not, but I think it's probably coming. So, um, all right, well, which, uh, which pick do you want to start off with this week? All right. I'm going to start off and I'll, I'll just say right off the bat that I've got some, what most people would say square plays for this week. Um, I, I'm laying some points on the road, but I feel, you know, strangely confident despite the fact that, that that's not a sustainable winning formula usually in the NFL. But, uh, you know, if you pick your spots, I think you can do it. So I'm going to start with the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Um, this is one that I, I had called out a week ago. And, and surprisingly, I think because, A, the Patriots, you know, won their game. The Ravens, of course, blew that big lead to Miami. Um, so the line didn't really move. It's been kind of sitting at that Baltimore minus three. I figured this number would go to more of a minus four, which is why I wanted to get in early at the key number of three there. Ended up staying right around where it is. It still could move a little bit here before the week goes, but um, I, I'm going to lay the points on the road here. I think this is a a big mismatch in this game. Um, I, you know, first of all, when you kind of look at it and you say, okay, one of these teams is going to be two and one at the end of this game. The other is going to be one and two. Wow. You know, who do you like when you look at these teams? And again, it's the NFL, anything can happen, but I really think Baltimore, we've seen, we've seen Lamar Jackson and Baltimore really put it on the Patriots. You know, even we saw him do that when Tom Brady was there. So, you know, now they're going in and Mac Jones, of course, is not Tom Brady. Um, and, and, you know, when you look at some of those, that never should have happened, the loss that they had a week ago. I mean, how you let a guy like Tyreek Hill, you know, blow by in the secondary. I mean, you know, they, especially when you have a lead, those things shouldn't happen. I think, first of all, they'll get some of that cleaned up. And, and secondly, 
when you're trying to defend Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, it's not quite the same challenge as it is Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. So, you know, I like Baltimore here. I think they're going to be able to, um, you know, get some points on the board offensively, do better defensively. I think they win this game. I think they win by, you know, closer to a touchdown to 10 points. So I'll take, I'll lay the minus three here. I feel pretty good about it. If you wanted me to do your one to three scale, um, I would go as high a confidence on that as you can. A four. <laughs> <laughs> a four on a scale of one to three. There you yeah. go. This uh, this pick I enjoy because I, so I was traveling for work this last week, and I'm standing in line. You know, they're going through the boarding groups, and I think I was group six, and they're on like group two, and I start getting messages. From, you know, we were going back and forth with D and Yanni and stuff about lines, and he's like, "Get that Baltimore minus three right now." So I'm like opening my laptop to get on that online before I get on the plane. So, uh, yeah, I like it too. And there hasn't been a lot of line movement, but like I, when, when you pointed that out, I got it at plus 100. Now it's minus 110. So still a, a good deal, though it's moved a little bit in terms of the juice, you know? Right, right. Um, I wonder too, like, I, I wonder your, um, your thoughts on this. I've seen some people and even a couple people that I would consider relatively sharp in the last couple of weeks picking their spots where they'll take like a Baltimore minus three, but also look at an alt total where if they think Baltimore is going to win by, you know, two touchdowns plus they'll also put a little bit on like a, a Baltimore minus nine and a half or minus 13 and a half. Do, do you ever consider doing any of that kind of stuff or is that sort of out of what you like to do? Yeah, you know, generally not. Um, I, I mean, I'm a little more straightforward, but in, in certain cases, um, you know, I might sprinkle a little bit there or, you know, if it's a case where I think that, like you like you said, they're, they're, there's an opportunity for them to roll, maybe. The only reason I would be hesitant in this case is, you know, first of all, it's on the road. Um, and New England's yeah. defense has played, I think, a little better than, than maybe I expected them to. Now, granted, um, you know, we'll see if that continues here, but, but I think that with that, I'm just going to lay the three. And I like that because it kind of, you know, gives you that to me, at least gives me that confidence that, Hey, if they can get this done, worst case, we're pushing here, right? If it's a field goal yep. game. So, so I, I like the three here and I'll probably stick with that. Yeah, no, I like, I like it too. I mean, it, doing too much of that stuff ends up losing you half the money you won. Right. So if you're, if you're going to do it, you got to be super careful, right? But, I, you know, so before we move on, the point I really like that you made, because one of the things I've wondered about in this game is how beat up the Ravens defense is, and in particular, their secondary. But what you just said about the fact that they held Miami's offense down for three quarters and, you know, had some some breakdowns in the fourth. But the, the offense they're facing this week is not anything like what they faced last week when they had three strong quarters. So I think that's a a great point gives me a little more confidence in their defense as well against the Patriots. So, yep. Um, all right. Well, that's pick one. Uh, what, what do you got up next? So same thing, another ugly uh, square play here, but uh, it, it, we talked about this one before, but I'm going to take the 49ers minus one and a half uh, at Denver. And, you know, this opened up with the Niners getting two points and we talked about it on the look ahead and said, Hey, I think people are going to see Jimmy G as I see, which is a step up from Trey Lance, at least, you know, in the inter in the short term here. 
Um, and I think that's what happened. I think people are looking at that and seeing that. But but I'll tell you what I like in this here. I mean, first of all, Denver's obviously still trying to figure it out. And that goes for everything. That goes for coaching, um, you know, trying to piece kind of that offense with Russell Wilson together. And, and I still think they're a good football team. And I think this is going to be a good game. Um, and I still think Denver has a chance to be, a you know, a playoff team this year. But I don't like them in this matchup. And, and here's why. San Francisco so far has been absolutely stout stopping the run. Um, and, you know, Denver's yeah. kind of built that way, even though they have Russell Wilson, they do have some capable receiver receivers with Sutton and Judy there. But I think that if they can slow that run down, um, I think it's going to be tough for Denver to score. Now it could be tough for San Francisco to score as well. Um, you know, you could look at some unders, things like that. But again, I think Jimmy G gives them enough. I think they're hopeful that George Kittle comes back this week. Um, you know, Debo Samuel hasn't really gotten rolling yet. I think, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that, that at any time can just kind of go off. So I think in this one, it's probably going to be a close game. I think it's probably going to be low scoring. I think you could say those lines are probably fairly accurate there. Um, but I think San Francisco comes away with a win here, even though they're going to a rough environment. I just kind of look at how Denver's playing versus how San Francisco with Jimmy G is playing. I, I feel like that team's just got a lot more confidence with Jimmy G. There's a lot more stability there. They're going to get the ball to their playmakers more, not rely on Lance. And again, to me, it comes down to that San Francisco defense, which has looked really good up to this point. So I, I'll, I'll lay the points again on the road. Call it square, whatever you want. But I think with such a line, even though it opened and, you know, you could say you lost CLV at plus two to minus one and a half, whatever. I don't care. It's still under the key number three. Absolutely. And uh, I just looked it up, too. I'm trying to pick off these lines as we record. And right now there's a minus one at minus 107 out there. So we can even take that hook off um, there you of go. The, the one and a half. So and and I do think, you know, you've mentioned this a couple a couple times in terms of the square bets or whatever. I think the difference is, uh, in my experience anyway, when I started doing this, I absolutely would be like, oh, I just think this team is better and not really consider anything. But you get deeper into it and you realize, like, if if every road dog won, then people would just bet that every time, right? Exactly. Like, there are spots where the road favorites are going to win. And so you have to be able to go deeper. Um, even if it seems square, sometimes it's right. So, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, wh what do you feel about confidence on that one, man? Um, you know, a little shakier on that one, just cause I think Denver is a little better team than new England is on that one, but I still feel pretty good. If you're, if you're doing your one, two, three scale, I'd give yeah. it a two. I feel pretty good about okay. it. Awesome. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense to me. I think Denver can come around as the season goes on, but they're definitely struggling out of the gate here to get anything going, especially offensively. So going against a good defense is a, a tough spot. So Yep. All right. Well, it's it's that time for you to pick off the plus money pick that's going to win this week. So where are we going? All right. I, I think I got it and uh, I hope I got it. So first of all, there's there's actually several options, I think, this week for some plus money picks. I think there are uh, some some home dogs or some dogs that you could look at on the money line that I think are live. Um, there's definitely some teaser options out there. There's quite a few teams that are kind of at that minus seven range. So I think yep. you could potentially do some things to work yourself into plus money, but I'll tell you what I like here. And, and I like it a fair amount for a plus money bet. And in fairness, it's only plus one Oh five. So it's not like hey. it's a major uh, upset, but I like, um, on DraftKings, you can get an alt over total on, on my Buffalo bills at 30 and a half. Um, okay. plus one Oh five. So I think in this game, you know, there's a couple things. Number one, when you look at, at this matchup, 
there's a few things that stick out to me. Number one, Josh Allen has absolutely massacred the Dolphins in his entire career. I mean, he has put up some of his best numbers against them. Um, their offense is is healthy. Gabe Davis should be back at receiver. At least they, they say they think he should be back. Um, so I think they're healthy. Their defense is a little banged up. So it's possible that this could get into a little bit of a shootout even, um, you know, depending on how it goes. But when you kind of look at that there, they're going in. Weather's not going to be a factor. If anything, it'll be hot. So I think defenses will get tired. I think that favors the offense down there. But I, I think when you look at this, at this point, that offense has shown no signs of slowing down at all. Um, I mean, honestly, and basically into, they've punted one time in the last four games with their starting unit on the field. And, you know, you, you kind of look at that and it's like they're in a groove right now. And, and yeah, at some point that'll probably, you know, you hit a, a dry spell, something happens, whatever. But at this point, I think that they have a good game plan. Ken Dorsey's doing a nice job calling plays there. I think they can attack in different ways. They're, they're creative with what they do. And, you know, you go back, they have even the, the games where they have not crossed that 30 point threshold, they were in the mid to high twenties. And it was usually because they had an early lead and just kind of sat on it in the second half. So I really like them here. If we're looking plus money, I think they, they can get to 31. I feel like they end up in the mid thirties in this game. Um, I'll use that as my plus money play. Man, how much fun has it been as a Bills fan to watch them just absolutely destroy people these first two weeks? You know, it, it's almost hard to believe when it, it's funny because I, you know, my my kiddo will watch with me, and and you know, he's really only followed football for the last two or three years. So the Bills, of course, have been good, and you know, he just expects them to be good, and he doesn't right. understand. I spent two decades just basically staring in, in amazement at how awful they were on the TV. So it's fun to watch them do that. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get too high just because it, with that, just because it's, it's a long season, you know, you know, an injury to a quarterback, things like that. And and the whole thing can win can get out of the sales there, but it is a lot of fun. And, and again, I think that, you know, they offer some nice betting angles. You talk about those alt lines They're at I think minus five and a half roughly right now, their last 20 wins have all been by double digits. So That's when they crazy. win, yeah, I mean, when they win, they're blowing people out. So if you like the Bills here at minus five and a half, you might as well try a nine and a half alt line at that point, or, you know, at least bump up to six and a half and get a few points there, whatever. But I think, again, to your point, you can pick those spots with some of those alternate plays if you want to do that. And when you start looking at a trend like that, it's like, man, this is – this isn't three or four games they won by 10 plus points. This is 20 games in a row. I mean, yeah. they're when they're winning, they're winning big. Man, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about where I, at some point, like a 20 game sample is enough to say there's something going on here. You know, so I, I like that. My other thought real quick on Buffalo was just you talked about how they can get ahead and maybe, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, just coast. But I would assume watching what Miami did in the fourth quarter against Baltimore, they'd be a little wary to do that in a game like this with an offense like this as well. So that's another thing that I like uh, pointing yeah, out. Yeah, you've got that. I mean, that's going to be fresh in their mind. Hey, even if we get up 21 points, we can't let up. And I think it's just different when you go back to a couple years ago when they would kind of let up. They weren't a proven or confident team there. They were building confidence and kind of getting there. But I think at this point, they're there like, who cares? We're going to go out and sling the ball around. Even if something bad happens and we throw a pick, we're good enough to overcome that anyway. So I think that there's a little bit of that. It reminds me 
a little bit of the the St. Louis Rams and the greatest show on turf teams in the sense that those guys, I mean, they were like fumble, whatever, challenge this. If we lose our timeout, who cares? Like they didn't care because they knew like if we need to, we'll get this thing together and score some points and make some plays. So it's a little bit of that vibe. So to your point there, I think that if they do get up, um, I, I don't think they're going to slow down maybe like they would have had a couple seasons ago, which is why, again, I think, you know, uh, until some until a defense and, and keep in mind, I'm not saying that the Rams or the Titans are the top two defenses in the league, but they're capable defenses. Right. I mean, they're not bad. And I mean, they absolutely shredded them. So I think when you start looking at that and you say, OK, Miami's defense is probably in that range, maybe a little better than than Tennessee, a little better than the Rams. Um, but I mean, they're not, they're not an elite. They're not a top two or three defense out there. So again, until somebody really proves to me that they can kind of just put the clamps down, we'll see. We'll see. I, I just, I, I think you're going to see a lot of Josh Allen running in this game. Um, it, it's a divisional game. They're both two and zero. and really what you see with Allen is when the chips are down, he'll put his body on the line. He'll do what he needs to do. I think in this game, you're going to see that early. And, you know, again, I think they, they could potentially get up and to me, 30 and a half seems very, very, very doable. Man, I love it. I like you going a little deeper and pulling out a team total here, too. That's fun. Yeah, I got to find I mean, you know, like I said, there are a lot of good home dogs. There are a lot of, lot of teaser options that you could do like a three-team teaser to get the plus money. But, you know, I, I just – when I saw that, I mean, it's – that's a lot of points. I mean, when you're, when you're saying over 30 and a sure. half, but I think it's all relative – and again, when you look at the matchup, you look at how a team's playing, I'll take my chances with that for plus money. I think it's, it's you know, I think when you break that down, the percentages of that happening outweigh, um, you know, I, you're definitely in the plus as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Yep. I love it. Well, hey, man, thanks for joining. Um, everyone, make sure you go follow at Yanni underscore bet. And then on online, check out betcrushers.com uh, where um, Yanni and JJ post not just football, uh, baseball, NASCAR, all kinds of stuff to get you uh, get you ready to bet uh, all the stuff you want to bet. So make sure you go check those things out. And uh, thanks for hopping on, man. Uh, looking forward to some some good bets this week. Appreciate it as always. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, you too. All right, talk to you later, man. Take care. Next up, we got a special guest for the week. This is a guy that uh, I've known for, I don't know, maybe a year or a little more now. Really phenomenal guy. We'll stay up front. Um, when you are on Twitter, you want to find the people who are willing to be honest and transparent and just generally decent people, uh, not assholes. And this guy fits in that category. So welcome in Pots Picks uh, to the show. How's it going, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate that intro, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean it, man. Absolutely. It's always great to get to talk to you. You know what you're talking yeah. about it and you're a nice guy. It's a good combo. So I uh, know, man. It's been a while for sure. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, before we jump into the picks here, um, you're a huge Chiefs fan. Um, and so just after a couple weeks, would love to get your reaction to uh, are the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year? I mean, my futures ticket, I'm hoping so. But, uh, <laughs> nice. um, you know, but man, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, I think this team is very balanced just in terms of offense and defense and they have a lot of really, really young guys, um, you know, especially on defense. I think we're starting like two or three rookies in the secondary. And I mean, they they've got a ton of talent, a ton of speed, which, you know, I think is what you need in the NFL. Right. And if yeah. they can put it together defensively, if they can have a top 
15 to 12 defense, I think the offense is going to be fine. I, I don't, I'm not overly concerned with that. I think that they're going to score 24 to 27 points about every week, as long as, uh, you know, number 15 is back there and Andy Reid's on the sideline. So if they can yep. do that, I'm pretty confident that uh, if the defense can hold them to what, 20, 24 points a week, I think they're going to have a shot to win a lot of games. Um, you know, I don't think their division is as strong as everyone thinks it is. I think the Chargers are for real. The other two, I'm, I said before, right? I, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure, right? I think they have the talent, but I don't know coaching wise if they can match up Ooh. with uh, with Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the amount of money I have not won off of uh, Denver not handing the ball to Javante Williams is sickening. But we'll uh, we'll leave that brutal. for another story. Right? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, I think the Chiefs. I, I think they've got a shot, right? I think it's um, Buffalo is tough, but I, I mean. Like I said, especially if they can get a home home playoff game or uh, the AFC Championship game again, I like our chances. So yeah, we'll man, see. I like what you said about those young guys too, and to have a team that is likely to improve as the season goes along. And certainly, when you have Patrick Mahomes back there, you're like you said, your offense is going to be fine. So we'll see how that defense continues to gel and come together. But yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be exciting between them and the Bills, most likely. So yep. Yeah, I would agree. All right, man. Well, hey, let's get down to business here. Um, you know, we talked about this three picks, uh, one plus money. So which what do you want to start off with this week? Um, I mean, I guess I'll just start going down the list, right? Yeah, um, give me your first one. Yeah, the first one that I like, um, and I don't know if I would, you know, it's probably right in the middle of confidence level, right? Um okay. when I say, but it's gonna be the plus money pick, and I would say probably get it now because I think it's gonna not be plus money for very long. It's already starting okay. to move some. Um, is Green Bay. I just think I know that there's some question marks about the wide receiver group, but exactly what we just talked about with Kansas City and their young guys growing. I think Watson and Dobbs are extremely talented. They were two of my favorite receivers coming out. Um, and you pair them with Aaron Rodgers, you know, the more reps they're going to get, I just think the more dangerous they're going to get. Um, and I think that defense is extremely underrated in terms of the way that they can gel later in the season. Um, Tampa has a ton of injuries on the offensive line. Mike Williams or Mike Williams, Mike Evans is out. Um, yeah. Their wide receiver core is banged up. I think they might call you and I. Right? They might. Um, they like they are they are thin um, at that position, and so. You know, I their defense is extremely talented, Tampa's. Um, but AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are just absolute monsters, and I just i I think they're going to be able to wear on them and do some play action, you know, later in the game and bust it open. And I think Green Bay at plus money with those guys out um, on Tampa or banged up, I think is to me it just makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if they're minus two or minus three by by Sunday. Yeah. Um, so I would try and grab it now, but I just, I think that they just, it stacks up perfect for them. Yeah. I, I like that call, man. I haven't bet anything on this game yet. I've been looking at that uh, plus two and a half on green Bay, wondering if it'll move, but I, we can't go back to this forever. But another thing, in addition to what you said that I like on this pick is if Watson catches that ball against Minnesota and oh. goes to the house, that game is at least closer, right? I mean, 
you know, as a Minnesota fan, I'd like to think we we still find a way to win it. But regardless, that game's way closer. And I think this line is probably different. You know, people uh, yeah. thought way lower of Green Bay because uh, of that first game. And and they just, you know, got off to a bad start and couldn't quite put it together, I think. So it makes a lot of sense. I would, I would agree. And I think that they're not getting the respect because they beat Chicago, right? A lot of people don't think right. Chicago very good. So right now they basically they beat a team that they should have. Um and lost to a team that a lot of people thought they should have, right? Um, so I think that, you know, if this game is in four weeks, I think the line is probably different. So that's yep. – I just think there's value there, right? Like you give it. me Aaron Rodgers plus money, I'll, I'll take it more times than not. So Never bad to um, go with a quarterback you can trust. Uh, on yeah, I mean, days, even right? against Tom Brady, right? I, I, st- I yeah. still think I like it. So I like um, it. Awesome, man. All right, so – Number one is Green Bay. I looked, and right now you can get plus 115. Since we record yep. these earlier, I'm trying to say what the lines are when we're recording them because, yep. like you said, they can move. So, um, yeah. So, what's uh, what's pick number two for you? I think pick number two is um, is one that I like because I think there's um, – I'm very high on this team even after last week. Um, but Baltimore. Baltimore minus three against New England. Um especially the way that they lost last week, right? They had that game won, and they just – it was ugly, right? Um, and credit to Miami, right? But I think I think that Baltimore is a team that if they can get healthy, they are right there, I think, talent-wise, especially on defense. They have a bunch of young guys, right, Hamilton, um, and some of those guys that are going to get playing time now, and that's going to bode well for them later in the year. But, I mean, Lamar has played – he played great last week. Um, I think a little bit better. And honestly, I'm not sure where New England is going to score, right? They just don't – I feel bad for Mac Jones because they just have zero weapons. Like, they're not great on the outside, and that's where you can attack Baltimore. Um, and they don't have a Tyreek Killer, Jalen Waddle, right, <laughs> or anyone remotely yeah. close to him. So, Kobe Myers doesn't do it for you? I'm, he's solid, right? But, he hey, he's give me Tyreek Killer – you know, those yeah. guys I'll take them all day long. No, I think yeah. Jacoby's really good, but I mean, who else do they have, right? That really scares you? I, I don't know. Um, you know, and I think Baltimore will be able to get pressure on Mac and they'll have to throw those underneath passes. And, you know, that takes away the injuries they have in the secondary to a certain extent where they just have to rally and, and get to them. So um, I think Baltimore, I think Rashad Bateman you know, is, is really, really good on the outside, um, you know, and, and some of those other guys and Mark Andrews is extremely tough, right? And he's one of the top two or three tight ends in football. So I just, I think offensively, I think it'll be close early. And then I think Baltimore will probably pull away and win by, you know, seven to eight points. So. Awesome. I like it. Um, in terms of uh, your confidence on this, uh, you know, one being not so confident, three, super confident. Uh, how do you feel about that one? Um, I'm taking that one as a three. I, I, okay. I mean, real confident I, on that one. Yeah. I just think that they have too many weapons, um, in terms of, you know, offensively and defensively, right. Um, to make plays. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we've seen from the Patriots that they're going to struggle to move the ball and put points up, uh, most of the year probably. So, yeah. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, move on to the last pick, uh, for you. What are you going with? Um, so the last one, I went back and forth between a couple and I'll give you the other two yeah. here in a Great. minute too. Um, but 
it's a bit of a homer pick, but I'm going to take the Chiefs minus. I have them a six and a half. Um, if you can't score on Jacksonville at all, right, <laughs> um, and you struggle against the Texans, I'm not sure even as good as their defense can be, um, how they're going to stay within 10 to 14 points of the Chiefs, right? Like Kansas City showed me a lot last week being able to run the ball and the willingness to run it, right, I think is half the battle. Um, and when you look at their their run block rate, it's one of the best, you know, in the NFL. And I think if, if they play the two high safety, Kansas City will just dink and dunk and still, you know, they're extremely efficient in the red zone um, this year. So I just don't see – I know there's a potential that, you know, they can come out and they're going to try and get Taylor the ball and all that stuff. But, again, who on the outside really scares you, right? Um, I, I think that Kansas City will take their shot. Some of those wide receivers and not let Taylor beat them. And I just don't see this game being extremely close. <laughs> I think that they could pull away at the end. And I think this number will be a lot higher again by Sunday, right? I think I have it at six and a half right now. So, yeah, this is one where I wish I had gotten in on it before last week's games when it was still, you know, minus three and a half or something. I think it was yeah. at one point. Yeah. So, Definitely Kansas City feels one of those te- like one of those teams that can just blow blow people away um, it, it, unless things bounce right for the other team, which can happen at times. Right. I mean, it can, it's yeah. NFL, so that's the way it goes. But uh, yeah, yeah, they've definitely got the the firepower uh, to put people away if they're not going to score. They definitely can't yeah. put up zero like they did against Jacksonville and stay within. You're right. Yeah. Well, see, and, and I think it goes back to that point. Right. Like I know Kansas City will be missing Willie Gay, which is, I think bigger than people want to say on the defensive side. Um, but they have enough, again, young talent, I think, and just bodies to throw to throw at them. And I, like we said earlier, I think Kansas City is going to score 24 to 27 points. Do we think that, yeah. you know, Indy's going to be able to score 20 to 24? I don't I don't know, right? I, I don't think so. So, and even if they do, the Chiefs could score 40. So, um, they could. you know, it's just, it's one of those things. So, that that's where I'm going with it. Um, the two other ones I liked were so far were the Giants um, money line. I know it's a little chalky, and I know Dallas played well last week, but I think the Giants are a lot more talented than people are probably giving them credit for. Um, you know, unfortunately, but uh, but I don't <laughs> think they're that bad. Um, I, I think that they've got some talent and uh, some young guys, and I think the biggest thing is they're just they're not coached by. Joe Judge and Jason Garrett. <laughs> so I think that that is, you know, 10 points right there for them. Um, and then the other one that I like is um, is Thursday night. I like the Steelers. Um, now that okay. line's moved a little bit. It was plus five. And I think it's four and a half on FanDuel before I got on here. Okay. But okay. I think that defense is really good. And I know it's going to be, you know, I just don't trust Cleveland, right? I just don't. Yeah. I, I think that. Again, it goes back to the coaching piece, and you know, I think Trubisky will just do enough to not mess it up to where <laughs> to where they they stay in it, right? Um, and That's I think he's he had okay. like a couple of the balls, like he had one that was almost a pick, or I think pick last week, and it hit hit the wide receiver right in the hand and bounced off, right? Like he made a great mm. play, and they just didn't catch it. So, yeah, um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of running in that game, probably. So the under might be a look, but I just if you're going to give me plus five points with that defense, even without TJ Watt, I, 
I'll take it. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're a good enough team to, to keep it close. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I'm a, the, the these aren't, uh, I bet these a while ago, so it's not for the show, but I, I am on that under, uh, before it's before it moves. So, but I, I agree yeah. with you on, on the under in that game and I'm actually on the other side, but I got Cleveland at minus three at like four and a half <laughs> okay. or five. I wouldn't, I, I would probably stay away, but, um, yeah, yeah, minus so. three, I don't hate. I think it's probably right at that three to four, right? So if you can get it at right. like that five. It's a close like, game. That's a, yeah, yeah. I mean, they kept it close with Mason Rudolph, right? And I don't think he's better than <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, right. right? Like a couple right. of years ago. So like if they've proven they can go 500 with him. Um, and another one I looked at, but I haven't bet it yet because I'm not sure I have the guts to, um, <laughs> is the uh, – is I think it was the Detroit game, and I think it was okay. the under. I think it yeah. was like 53. 53 and a half now, I think, if it yeah. stayed up there. It went up there for a bit. Let me look. It yeah, is... 53 and a half still. Yep. Yeah, so I looked at that one, and I don't know why, but I, I like the under in that. 53 and a half is a lot of points, and it I is. could see, you know, that happening. Um, so another yep. one that I kind uh, kind of looked at, but it's uh, – Yeah. But yeah. Anytime, so, but I don't know if I have the guts get... to take it. Anytime you get up over 52, I feel like you at least got to look at it. So um, that's another one where I actually did take the over, but I took it at 50 and a half. So again, once once it gets up over right. 52, then you start to wonder about the other way, you know? So, yep. yeah. Um, and that's kind of, that was kind of my thought process is I'm, you know, I, I haven't looked a ton into it, but when I looked at it, I was like, that seems like a lot, right? And, and because yeah. I, I could see Minnesota's defense coming out and playing really well and then winning like, you know, 30 to 10 or, you know, 24 to 14 type of game or both defenses just suck. Like they have the last couple of weeks, and, <laughs> know. You know, like, like last week and it could be, it could be 70, right? I don't to, know. But, 50 to 44. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, well, both teams quite a bit, right. Or use their running game. So, you know, I think, I think Minnesota's defense is last night. I don't think is a fair representation because of all the turnovers, right. Which just, I think their defense is pretty good. Um, but when you're on the field the whole game and giving them short yeah. fields, it, there's nothing well, you can really do, right? The fact they only gave up the ball back. surprising. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could go on about that game for a long time, man. But that's oh, why I'm wearing right. my why I'm wearing my black Vikings hat today. You know, we can't right? go with yeah. The, hey, the I had the over um in that game <laughs> well, last night. So so cousins, rough. I was like, man, this is looking rough. great. And then cousins, yeah. I was like, how many times are they going to yep. turn it over? First in half, zone? it was looking good, and then it just went down the drain. So, right. Yeah. Um, so, but. yeah. Well, hey, man, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Always really love to talk to you. Before we wrap up, just share with people the best ways for them to connect with you and kind of what you got going on these days. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm on Twitter probably more than anything. I'm on Instagram also, but more than anything on Twitter, um, try and be as active as possible. But yeah, just you know, um, on there, try and give out free plays, um, as much as possible. We do a lot of our stuff through dub club. Um, so it texts like our plays and all that stuff. And I think it's all free right now for, so, um, it's just easier if, if people do that, but yeah, we, uh, I'm on, on Twitter. So if anyone wants to give me a hard time about my chiefs or, uh, you know, um, any of that stuff, I'm a Missouri fan. So fair game at that too, because we're terrible. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm always on there. Uh, love to, uh, interact and, and do stuff like this. So, yeah. 
Awesome, man. So it's it's at Pots Picks uh, on Twitter, and that'll be in the, the description for the show, too. So if you want to follow him and can't remember what we both just said, then you can go read the description and find it there. So <laughs> awesome, well, awesome man. It. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'll look forward to, to talking to you again soon, hopefully, man. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Next up. Kevin Himes is back. Kevin, another good week in week two, going two and one. You did promise us you wouldn't sweep every week, and so that did come to fruition. But still five and one through two weeks, man. It's going well. Not too bad. Not too bad. Those Dolphins have been good to me. Yeah, yeah, they have. I'll be interested to hear what you think about the Dolphins this week. A little bit of a step up in competition. Tough matchup this week. I don't know if I can play them this week. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty tough. You doing all right today, man? Yeah, doing pretty good. All right, pretty awesome, good. awesome. Well, I know you got a baseball practice to get to here soon, so let's uh, let's dive let's into these picks. It. Yeah, man. Uh, what are you uh, What are you going with first this week? All right, so week threes. I, I always like to find those undervalued zero and two teams, and uh, we'll start with one. I think you're frozen right now. Okay, we'll start with the the Cincinnati Bengals minus four and a half. All right. So they've been, they played horrible. I'm not going to lie. It's, and it's mostly the offensive line. It's, they got to fix it, you know. And for me, it's as simple as they're a much better team. And this is a, a bust win game. I mean, you can't start 0 3. The Jets are all the way up here after that game, coming back on the Browns. They're, that's their, you know, they're celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. Shouldn't have won the game. Browns gave it to him. But I think his two teams are kind of in different states of mind. You know, they're the Angles got to get down serious and they need it. And Barrow called out his coach. Chase called him out. It's on him. Yep. You know, everyone knows what they're doing. It's they're better than that, you know. So, yeah, I'll leave it. At I, that. Uh, yeah, man, I heard um I think it was Collins uh, from the offensive line was talking this week and he was definitely taking responsibility, but also, and I mean, people have to say nice stuff, but he was saying too, they're learning how to play together and felt yeah, pretty that confident that it would come around, you know? So right, right, we'll see. Right. I mean, I mean, you got to think it can't really get worse on the offensive line. Yeah, because so that's the thing. It's like got to get a little that, better. That's what everyone said when the off season was like, all right, they weren't good last year. They still made it to the Super Bowl, but this year they, they you know, they, they straightened it up. But it's just as bad, so it doesn't yep. doesn't really make sense from that. You know, they got to be better than last year. Yeah, for sure, man. But, All right, well, I that, like it. Uh, what are you on that? We'll, we'll, we'll go two, two on that. All right, sweet. Yeah. I love how you're remembering the confidence right off the bat. So, confidence. Um, yeah. Uh, what are you going with for pick number two, man? Um, let's see. I got I got a couple games. I'm just kind of up in the air if I want to go with. Let me get. To, I just want to see if this number is available now. Sure, man. Uh, I can. I've got bet stamp up too to check if. Uh, yeah, I saw bet Chris had had the Rams minus three minus one twenty five. I just don't know. Do you see that? Uh, let me see. I mean, everything that's up on here. I got is another. Minus... I got everything's three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Although at minus one twenty five, that might be legit because minus three is minus one hundred five. Three and a half is yeah. minus one hundred five. Let's let's go with another game now. All right, all right. Let's go with the Atlanta Falcons plus two and a half against the Seahawks. 
Okay. Um, I like how they played the first two games. I mean, they're another 0-2 team that they – I mean, they kind of came – they had no chance of beating the Rams, but I like the way they fought. You know, they were outgunned in that one. But they could have beaten the Saints, you know, they and they played good both games. London's coming on strong, and they got good young guys. I mean, Patterson's an X factor. Pitts hasn't gotten going yet. I kind of expect him. If they can get him and London going at the same time. And then, you know, Adams is out for them. I don't really like their defense anyway. And if you look at what they allowed to running backs receiving-wise last year out of the backfield, they were the worst team in the league. So I look Patterson to have a big day out of the backfield. I mean, I think Javon, uh, Javante Williams had like 11 catches against them week one. Yeah. Last week, I, I, I took a prop over for Wilson last week that hit, but he didn't do too much. But he's not really a receiving back. Patterson's a you know, receiver turned running back. So Absolutely. You know, so he's yeah, the, I, I'm, I, I don't think Atlanta's as bad as people think. And I just, I, I think they're a little bit. Better. Yeah. You know, it, it was interesting today. I was just looking at some futures and uh, Atlanta still had the the shortest odds to have the worst record in the league, which was pretty shocking really? to me because I'm with you. I definitely think they're better than a, than at least two or three teams uh, in the league yeah, right like now. The, so yeah, I think the Bears, the uh, Seahawks, the Seahawks right? That they're playing this maybe, week. Yeah. Maybe the Texans too. Like, that's, yeah. I think they, they might. And, and I honestly thought they were going to be the worst at the beginning of the year. But the more I looked into it, I didn't think of that anymore. Yeah, yeah, they've been playing decent. I will, I'll uh, since a couple others have gone. Uh, a couple of us are actually on Atlanta as our plus money pick this week too. So there's there's that definitely a few of us going that direction. That was going to be my plus money. If I was going to get the Rams three, that was going to be my plus money. Okay, pick. okay, I got you. <laughs> nice. yeah, that's exactly. What, nice. Uh, now I got now I got an audible and, and then uh, and come up with that. Um, so plus money pick. Let's go. Well, I go to Dolphins now. <laughs> Dolphins money that. line, right? I should do that. I should no, but I'm not gonna do that. Oh man, um, dude, if you did that, you'd never be able to not bet the Dolphins again. I know, right? <laughs> if they won three weeks in a row for you. After that, let's go. Too. Let's go, Patriots. All right. At home. Even okay. though, you know, I, I think the Ravens are better than the Patriots by a decent amount. But I don't I, – I think this is a spot. I, I think this is a spot where New England comes out and and does what they need to do against them. I just don't think – I think with, with Belichick and them only really having a couple things they can do on offense, he's going to be able to shut that down. And I think I, – I honestly, I like plus three better, obviously, but right. I think they could win this game outright. You know, it's I'm looking plus one forty-five. Uh, I think I that's plus one thirty-two. Where do you have plus one forty-five? Five dimes. Oh, okay, I don't have five dimes, so I okay. don't. I don't see that. So um, yeah, five dimes looks plus one forty-five. But yeah, whatever you can mark it plus one thirty, whatever one thirty-five. No, that's good, man. I. Uh, I need to add that to my list of books probably. So, you know, if you wanted to, too, uh, not not that you need to, but you could uh, go at Atlanta Moneyline and take the three with New England if you wanted to. Depending yeah, on your I think I would rather do that. Okay. I think the way I you were talking about it, I kind of wondered. Yeah, so. yeah I kind of – it was like the last second audible. 
Totally. I think I'd rather three. And I, I did just see, I don't I didn't read too much into it, but they said Lamar didn't practice throwing throwing today and he had a little something on a sleeve oh, wow. on his arm. Okay. I just got that tweet. Okay. Wow. Um I I didn't I haven't even played that game yet, but I think I'm gonna take the plus yeah. three. All right, man. I All like right. it. Hey, on the on those last two, what's your confidence uh for the we'll say Let's go three on the Falcons. Okay. And we'll go two on the Patriots. Two on the Patriots. I like it, man. You've been crushing so far. So we'll uh, we'll see if we can keep it going this week. And uh, I got to try to catch up to you a little bit, though, too. I'm I'm 500 so far. I got to come for you. (laughs) I did take those Rams. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. 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 Yep. All right, man. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks thanks for jumping on again. And. And uh, and sharing the picks. Anytime, man. Every week. Let's do this. All right. We'll keep it going. Have a good night, man. You too. Okay. See ya. D-Nice back on the stream today for week number three of Best Bets. How you feeling today? Doing well. Tasty. What's going on? Bright and early here on a Wednesday morning. I kind of like this time slot that we have. I'm like, you know, talking sports. Then I transition into work. And then I... 12 minutes later, start thinking about sports again in our conversations, right? <laughs> hey, at least you get 12 solid minutes thinking about work before sports comes back to your mind. That's yeah, pretty, yeah. That's pretty good. From like 9 a.m. to 9, 12 a.m. And it's like, okay. <laughs> your most productive sense time what of I just day? said to Tasty. And do I want to fade my. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, let's jump. Let's just jump into the picks here, let's man. Jump in. Um, what, what, what are you thinking first for this week? Should we talk for like 30 seconds oh. about the Eagles and the Vikings real yes, quick? Dude, like, I told I'm you we were going to talk about it. I'm not trying to avoid it because the Vikings got annihilated. I wasn't shocked. You had to feel pretty good, especially that first half. Jalen Hurts just destroying fools. I mean, it was he it was a, like prime Michael Vick mixed with, I'm not going to say Tom Brady, but he looked really good. I expected a closer contest. I expected a little bit more out of Cousins. There's a lot said about Kirk Cousins in primetime. Sometimes I buy into it. I tried to like not focus on that too much. And I was like, he's looked better in recent years. He's got a new coach. He has some more weapons. And Kirk Cousins turned into primetime Kirk Cousins again. So I guess we just have to store that in our memory banks. Maybe it's a buy low spot on the Vikes, but we'll figure that out as time goes on here. Yeah, well, uh, I'm still narrowing down my final picks for for my part, but I do think if you look at the way that Kirk Cousins performs and the Vikings perform, they tend to play pretty well at home. And when it's not on a Monday night, Kirk Cousins, we talked about this before, he's a serviceable quarterback who can get yeah. the ball to his weapons, and he looks like shit on Monday nights, you know? So, for sure. And the Eagles are a good team also. That's the other thing is we were all high on the Eagles, right? And I think their defense showed up better um, than they did against the Lions in that first game. I think they've got a great offense. So they're just a great team, too. Totally. It's hard to go into Philly outdoors. I think it was the coach's first time outdoors on the road there. Like, it's just a different dynamic. 8.30, you got people, crazy people drinking all day. It's allowed. It's a different environment. And so I think it just kind of caught him off guard. And Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's played there before. He's won in that stadium. But I think it was just 
a bad spot and the Eagles have a good team. So don't yep. think either of those two teams made it into my top picks this week, but I'm sure we'll kick it around on one of our shows this week. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure those it, team names will come up again. For sure, yeah. If he, if anyone doesn't already listen, uh, so D on on the Wager Rager podcast uh, puts that out on Thursdays usually, and uh, with Yanni, JJ, and and I get to be on there many times, and we kick around a lot of these games. So I'm sure we'll get into some of that more in depth um, on no your podcast where we where we break those down. So no congratulations, though, man. Uh, great win. Two and I'll take it. Still 15 hey. games to go. And the positive and good is for our I, one seed bets. I've got Eagles exactly. 16 to one to get the one seed. I think you do also. So well, it's all I was about long say, term. I know at this point not to overreact or get too high or too low, but good start on to week three, right? That's right. And I was going to say, I have those one seed bets, division winner bets on the Eagles, and I bet the Eagles minus two and a half with you. So I won my bet <laughs> last week on that game, even Perfect. though my team lost. So, you know. Got to love the emotional hedge. The emotional hedge, that's right. Well, and also, I just thought that the, the Eagles would win. So, <laughs> <But>. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, let's uh, let's jump into the picks, man. What are you going to go with first this week? It's a three-pack of picks that they're going to be hold your nose. And it's like, just let these play out. I went I like two and one team. last week. Probably got a little bit lucky on that one. I'm avoiding the Colts again. I've taken two Colts overs, and we'll talk about that on shows. I'm not doing that first pick. Without further ado, hold your nose. Chargers team total under 27 and a half. <laughs> and All this right. is kind of thinking outside of the box. I think I've learned through the years. I'm not a veteran in terms of betting, but I think I made enough mistakes in my 20s and um past two to three years, I think I've gotten smarter. I think that, one, I think that Herbert sits this week. If he doesn't sit, there's a chance you get 28 and a half, 29 and a half, but I don't think he's going to be full health. Like, I know he's not going to be full health, and I think that he's got some cracked ribs, right, or cartilage. It's I think cartilage. They said yeah. broken cartilage, which I don't know. Exactly I've never heard that of that, works, but that's what they said. Yeah. It's like, okay, I broke my ass. So then what does that mean? Like, <laughs> did, does, does that mean cartilage, the bone? Like, is that, you know, it, um, is that a bad bruise? But I do think he sits. If he doesn't sit, he's going to be banged up. Keenan Allen also banged up. They haven't gotten past 24 points this season so far. And they're playing in my eyes, the best defense that they've seen so far. Jags, if you look at their numbers, I know last week they shut out the Colts. The Colts have like an, an early identity crisis again, but Jags in terms of EPA per play so far this year, number four in the league, very high, solid pass rush. Um, they were actually holding the commanders in check until they had some hiccups late in week one. I think that this is a top 10 to 12 defense and Chargers not having the home field advantage too much. You got people injured and they haven't necessarily closed games out. They look good against the Raiders in week one, didn't close that out, got to 24. So if you're giving me that, that hook at 27 and a half, sure. If they get to 27 and take this game, 27, 20, 27, 24, I think it's more of like a 24 to 16 game, 18, if you want to go on like an odd score there, but um. But I think that they get this done and Chase Daniel's the backup. So, like, if you have Chase Daniel backing up, I definitely love this bet. So, got this at 27 and a half last night. 
Yeah, I like that. Um, I think the Justin Herbert thing will be interesting. I was listening to another podcast. It was cool. They had a segment where they had a, a doctor on who does sports medicine stuff and looks at the impact of injuries. And he said that that Herbert injury is usually about two weeks to recover. Um, and they do have the long layoff from Thursday to Sunday. But I think it sounds sort of, you know, 50-50. And to your point, even if he plays – it's unlikely he's going to be 100% recovered. Maybe they try to lean on the run game, short screens, that kind of stuff, and just be a little more methodical, um, it, you know, even if he does play. So I, I like it. All right. Uh, Hold what's... your nose on that one, right? Because it's like probably a future MVP and you're fading that. But 27 and a half, I'll take it. Because if you get to 27, you still have a winner. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good with the hook too. You're right. That's that's a good number. All right. What, what are you going with second? Also, hold your nose. It's going to be my underdog bet of the week. The plus right. money. It's going to be Falcons plus 108. I got them yesterday. I think you can still get a lot of plus 105s. So I think high level, I don't know what to make of a lot of teams in this league right now. And so for this week, I tried to just go on lines that I thought were either a little bit too high or too low or teams that I – I'm pretty sure I know what category they're in. And Seattle, I think, is in a bottom five category. I think that the Falcons can be frisky. Did they get a bit of lucky at the end of that game last week? Maybe, but they hung in that game. They had a lead against the Saints. I know they blew it. But I think that Falcons are frisky. Seattle, they just don't do anything that well. I know they're at home. Their EPA per play, I was taking a look at it last night on defense. It's second worst. They're awful in coverage. They don't have Jamal Adams. He's out for the season now, right? He had their best coverage grade, according to PFF, in week one. So you lose him. I know that Geno looked okay, but that was kind of like – I'm not going to call it Seattle Super Bowl in week one against Denver, but they really wanted to beat Russ. You can and, call it that. And they came in looked a little bit deflated. Maybe they'll get up again for this game. But I just – I think they're one of – I know they're one of the worst teams in this league. And Falcons, I think, are – are more of that middle of the pack a little bit less and they're, they're frisky and they still haven't gotten Kyle Pitts involved yet. I think they get Kyle Pitts involved. I mean, he's been pretty underwhelming so far. I think they get him involved. Drake London looks good too. So you put it all together and like, okay, I'm not going to lay any points in this case, but if I can get the Falcons as a dog against one of the worst teams, I know they're going West, but give it to me at plus one Oh eight. Yeah, I think I think Drake London has something like a 50% target share so far this year. And some of that could be teams focusing on Pitts even, but I agree with you if if the coaching staff can make, get him more involved so that they have a couple weapons, you know, and Cordero Patterson can be okay if they can really utilize those weapons better. Atlanta's looked decent, man. I mean, they've they've played well against two decent teams. So, and and I just looked and I I saw a plus 111 at Barstool too. So, I'm going to give you plus, plus 111 is on nice. Yeah, look, I mean, they're not a good team. I think that their win total in the preseason was four and a half, right? Like pretty damn low. I think Seattle was pretty damn low also. I think yep. that the Falcons are a cut above that. Now, Seattle could try to limit Drake London, to your point. He's got like half the target share. If they kind of keep him in check, it should open up Pitts. I mean, Pitts, exactly. I think it's a dynamic player in this league. I'm waiting for it to happen. I think this is the week. Don't hold me to it, but at plus money, sign me up. So that was of all the lines that I saw out there, which is another interesting point this week, that there's not a lot of big spreads. So 
you can get like if you think that some games will be close, you can pick off some plus money. Like Packers, I think, are still plus right. money. Didn't yep, make it on my are. list. I kind of want to wait and see what happens in that game, but a lot of plus money. There is a lot of plus money and on some home teams too in close games. So for sure. All right, man. What's what's pick number three this week? Next one, another hold your nose, a three pack of hold your nose. Got it last night. San Fran and Denver under 45. Under 45. So this one, again, hold your nose. It's tough to play in Denver early season. I know that. Both defenses have looked pretty damn good so far. I know that San Fran, they have this whole situation of quarterback. I think they're better off with Jimmy G. But again, they're going into the elevation. Let's just see what happens there. But again, defensively, San Fran so far, number one in the league, according to success rates, according to EPA, I think they're number two. Denver, eighth best. Denver, identity crisis in terms of offense. Hackett, you know, just kind of one of those things that (laughs) I'm not sure if he, you know, fully realizes that he is the head coach at like, as a play clock is dwindling down, it's on him to make those decisions. He's kind of frozen and And I think he works that out. But until they get to that point, I think it's going to take a little bit of time. I'm not going to back it over with this team. And I know they're at home. It'll be week three. Russ looks a little bit, not not that he's, you know, totally washed up, but the whole let Russ cook days, I think, are behind us. I think he's more (laughs) of like a number 12, 15 quarterback in this league. So we'll, we'll see if they can, you know, schematically do some things with him. But I think that, my level on Denver is down right now for those reasons. The defense will keep them in games. And I do think they ultimately get to like 10 wins or so, but until they figure out what's going on offensively and really put that together, I think that this is a spot where you've got two good D's, two very successful pass rushes. Bosa's stats last week were unbelievable. I think that can continue. We'll see if, Russ can scramble around, but I think that you put it all together and it's like, okay, I could see this being a 21 20 type game. So again, hold your nose, but I'm certainly not going to take overs with this Denver squad right now. So under 45, I got last night. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. And I looked and there's actually minus 105 on that right now. So a pretty good line on under 45. Here's a, here's a comparison I was thinking about while you're talking. So if you told me which which game is going to have a lower total? San Francisco and Denver in Denver after watching Denver struggle offensively the first two weeks. Hackett trying to figure out his way. We'll see if he ever can with a good defense. San Francisco, <laughs> good defense. Or Green Bay going to Tampa Bay with Rodgers and Brady, even though both of those teams haven't looked explosive and maybe challenged on offense some. I mean, for me, I would say I would take San Francisco and Denver to have a lower total between those two and and that game was all the way down to 41 now it's at 42 and we're getting 45 and a half here so i i agree with you that these are two teams that i don't look to be incredibly explosive especially in this matchup so i hadn't even really looked at that line yet but i like that one yeah it's not really a game that i was targeting and then i was just taking a look at like all the early trends and everything and just thinking high level of what we are working with and i know that san fran looked good offensively last week but again they're playing a team that i'm fading because i'm really down on seattle like i think that seattle sucks i know that defensively they've given up what like i think it was like a a 450 yard spot in 400 last week so it's like okay you put that all together they're not going to have trey lance i think they could use a lance type game in this game 
with a Denver pass rush and defense that's good to just kind of, okay, you're in elevation, you're trying to knock that off, just run for some yards. And then in that case, I actually probably wouldn't take the under 45, but I'm going to take it in this case. And let's see what happens with Hackett. I think that, you know, the jury's still out. It's only two weeks, right? It's two weeks on the job. First two weeks on the job, you're usually a mess. And sometimes offensive coordinators should be offensive coordinators. And they're not meant to be in that head coaching role. So let's see what happens. I think that the jury's still out. Like I said, I still think that they get to 10 wins. I still think that they're a playoff team. But in this slot, give me the under 45. And to your point, that Green Bay and Tampa Bay game, it didn't make my list, but I'm I'm looking at that over under. You picked it off yesterday by low spot at 41. It's at 42 now. It's like, well, yeah. I know that Tampa's got some things going on. I know that Green Bay hasn't looked crisp for a whole four quarters. 42 is low for Rodgers and Brady. With those two teams, yeah. Hey, one other thing I'll just throw out there. I'm not saying people should bet this. I mean, it's something I'd have to think about more, but just putting a couple things together. So one of Yanni's picks was San Francisco minus one. And you're talking about that under. You may be able to even go out and get like that uh, that combo of San Francisco to win the game and under maybe 48 and a half even, you know, um, buy yourself yeah. over that 48. And I'm guessing you even get plus money. Plus money. Putting those two together. So. Anyway, yeah, that might be something to consider based on what you guys are saying on this one. I totally agree. So, Take a look at that one. You can probably get some pretty nice odds on that. Take a look at the first half line, too. I don't even know what the first half under is. I could see that being a, a slow start, but I do like the under. That's a that good call, too, and, yeah. And, yeah. And two very good. intriguing teams as we go forward. I, I think that both teams end up in the playoffs. Both teams, you know, their rosters are are loaded. I think San Fran maybe a little bit more, but San Fran always has those injuries too. So let's see what happens. And should be a great week of football here, man. Sounds good to me, man. All right. Well, hey, thanks for – oh, real quick. uh, What's your confidence level on those three picks? Three, two, one. Totally forgot to do that again. It's the third week. Oh, it's fine. That's why we do it at the end. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, yeah, if I got to have confidence, let's do – Whew. let's do the the Falcons. I'm going to do a two. Okay. Yep, I'm not going to say a one on that. I do like that bet. Chargers team okay. total under, I'm going to do a two. Okay. And San Fran and Denver under, I do like that quite a bit. So then we'll do that as a three. All right. I love it. Three, awesome, two, dude. Two. Thank you. Uh, enjoy you that work appreciate day. It. Huh? Enjoy that work day. Oh, it's great. I'm already getting some messages. I can't wait for this workday. But the good news is that after the workday, we get to talk more football and the wager. Exactly. Radio exactly. Review will be happening. So absolutely. Great. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yep, dude. I appreciate it. Tasty. I'll, yeah. I'll talk to you soon. My good friend Phil Nasons is back for week number three with a smile on his face, as always. <laughs> Phil, how's it going? How's it going? Everything is fantastic. We got a little storm here. And it's just beautiful. I'm in the midst of writing previews for all kinds of people. Very busy guy. And I got to do this tasty. You see this yeah. This right here? This yep. book? Although okay. the background messes with it a little bit. You can only uh, yeah. see well, the anyway, picture. Anyway, this is your ticket to winning money. Right here. Betting Football 101. This is my strategy for beginning betters. Right here. That's it right there. You don't need any more touts. You don't need anybody except you can listen to us because you can lose your money with me. (laughs) 
or or more often make it, but we all lose money sometimes. Right. right? Yeah. Well, you know what? Traditionally, I've started out the seasons in the NFL very slowly. Last year, I was one and nine, and I got let go of wow. a writing job because of it to start. Wow. And the year before, I think I was two and eight, but this year I've started out five and eight. So I feel like I'm ahead of the curve so far, which means it's going to be an interesting season, Tasty. Means you're really going to kick butt as we get going. So well, we hope, we hope. But you know what? With nine home dogs this week, wow. Hey, I got to real quick before we jump into NFL, I got to shout you out for something. So uh, Phil writes a bunch of stuff for covers and, and a bunch of other people too, but your write up on Wyoming and Air Force was was money last week, man. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I, and what I love about the write up too, you know, this is the kind of stuff I appreciate. It's one thing to throw picks out there, but when you read somebody like bet crushers are this way too, where you read it and you're like, oh, they know what the hell they're talking about. And that's what I love about your like your college football write up was like, oh, he he knows what the hell he's talking about on this. And you were spot on with that game. So anyway, I just appreciate gotta, it because I sure people aren't the reading it. Two, I missed the Colts two weeks in a row. Yeah, well, so did I, man. So did I. I don't want I don't want to call any more Colts games this year. Uh, you're taking them this week, aren't you? <laughs> not not on this podcast. No, no, I, no I, okay. I've, I've decided I've decided that the Indiana Colts or Indianapolis Colts are dead to me. That I I mean, it's hard to blame you. Lou, tying the Texans and getting shut out by Jacksonville is not much of a way to start a season. So, but but that also is part of the overreaction that we as fans too always get ourselves caught up in. I think Indianapolis is actually going to be okay, but they're dead to me the rest of the year. Good luck, though, Matt Ryan. Come on. Come on. Good luck, boys. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck. Matt Ryan, appreciate you're going to do it without the flash. <laughs> well, you know, they'll do what they can, I guess. So well, hey, man, let's, let's jump into these picks for this week. Um, what do you got going on first? Dallas Cowboys. Money line, baby. I'm not Love buying what do you, the Giants. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you like there this week? I, I just don't buy I, – I just honestly don't buy the Giants. Okay. I don't buy any of it, to be honest. I don't buy Saquon Barkley. I don't buy their what's – what's that kid's name again? Uh, the quarterback over there. Uh, oh, Daniel Jones. Oh, oh no, that, not uh, – Cooper Rush. Sorry, I was getting the wrong side of it. Cooper Rush. No, I, I buy – I'm buying into Cooper Rush. I buy into the Dallas Cowboys because Micah Parsons is going to destroy the Giants. That's my guy. I love that kid. What an energetic athlete. Great kid off the field. Super kid. But I'm totally buying Dallas. You know, I think that what they're going to do is do what they did last week. And let's go back to Dallas Cowboy football. Run behind that offensive line. Throw when you have to. Make the big throw when you have to and win football games with tough defense. And Dan Quinn, that defense plays good. And, and I think this Cooper Rush is a nice player. Selling, bro. Just not buying it. Not even a little bit. All right. You know, I think the the over-under is reflecting what you're saying about getting back to the running game and kind of uh, and trying to play good defense. That over-under is at 39 and a half. So that's pointing toward a lower scoring game, which is kind of what you're talking about as well. So Yeah, but I'm going to take them as my underdog money line play out of all those dogs. I took the road dog. 
Yeah, we actually, uh, you know, as I've been recording with other people and we'll see it all come together, there's a, a number of road road teams that people are liking this week. So, um, yeah, so right now you can get them at plus 120 while we're recording this. Uh, always try to call those out because uh, I know it can change by the time some people listen, but that's where they're at at the moment. Well, that juice so. is important. You know, I'm disappointed that a lot of people don't put up the juice next to their picks. Yeah, right. You know, because then you don't know what they're paying. And, yeah, and, right. You take a pick like minus two forty or something, right? It's like, and well, it's, yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. And and then they're taking uh, three unit victory laps on right. a one day. Yeah. When you know they're paying minus one forty, minus one fifty. More importantly, and uh, you know minus one ten. You need fifty two point four percent to break that's even. That's right. So let's yep. push that number up. Now you're looking at minus 120, 125. You're, it's almost impossible to beat that line. So I appreciate seeing that juice because I don't care if it's plus four. But if it's more than minus 110, uh, the flash don't pay for that. Yeah, yeah. It does get hard to be a winner if, you, if you're if you taking many bets with more juice. So, Unless you're so this one, we're going the other way. Plus Unless you're taking the bets, bro. Unless you're taking Yeah, well, right. That's true. If you flip to the other side, you could make some money that way. At the sure. end of the day, if you can't make money on 11 to 10, yeah. then you shouldn't be a bookmaker. That, now I, they want to charge us a buck 20, buck 30. Okay. Yeah. Especially on those player props, get minus 115 or 20 on each side. That's good for so, the book. So, you know, I was always taught with props to always take the plus money. Yeah. It's never, not play, never, play, never lay any juice on a prop bet because anything yeah. can happen. You're better off taking the dog. Um, my second pick is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Mine is two. All right. I ain't buying the Packers either. You know, we said we mentioned this earlier. I think episode one of this 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 run we're on here. And, and one of the things I said that day was that Aaron Rodgers and those psychedelic experiences, God bless him, really. But I hope while he had one of those that he found wings sprouted wings because not only does he have to throw the ball but he has to catch it too and he's <laughs> going to catch a lot of flack against the tampa bay buccaneers this sunday boy i tell you tom brady is a goat okay he's one of the greatest of all time probably the greatest of all time you think he wants to lose to a guy like aaron Rodgers? i don't think tom brady ever wants to lose man that guy's pretty competitive well anybody whose name is mentioned alongside his or close to his you think he's going to want to lose right, that guy? Fair. fair, yeah. There's not a way in the world that that's going to happen. So, uh, and, and we can. T- and I tease him a lot. You know, I playfully tease Tom Brady about the girl, about his wife and stuff. I feel sorry for him. He's had a <laughs> tough time there. But yes. you know, yeah, you know, it's tough. But at the end of the day, that defense in Tampa Bay is tough. And if Tampa Bay can't cover a two point spread at home against Green Bay, who really doesn't look that good. I mean, something might be wrong there, too. And I, I don't think that's the case. I, I think they got started off slow. I think part of the problem is is that Brady didn't really play in the preseason. There, you know, Fournette was working his way back into shape. Yeah, I, I think Mike Evans is out for this game. Yeah. Um, but he does have – but he does have Godwin. I think Godwin's going to play. Maybe. I mean, Godwin's injured, so he's questionable for Sunday. Um, well, and Julio, Julio Jones is questionable as well. So that's, I think, the concern for the the Bucks is that wide receiving core. 
Although I heard someone talking this week about Brady and how he, for most of his career, has just taken whoever he's got and kind of dinked and dunked them to to wins, even when he doesn't have any name value at receiver. So, um, and they signed Cole Beasley this week, so he. Probably I saw that. I think that could be up. big. There's yep. a, now there's a guy he's going to get along real well with Tom Brady. Absolutely. Plus, he's a great route runner. He catches yep. the ball nice. You know, when he was in Dallas, you know, he was Dak Prescott's guy. There are many who believe now that when he left, that messed everything up in Dallas. And, you know, he's never had those that success since. But with yeah. Brady, and I would think that Julio Jones is probably going to play. You see that nice catch he made last Sunday? Yeah, uh, that's the kind right. of thing Julio Jones has missed the last couple of years. So, yeah. And plus, at the end of the day, again, you know, Green Bay is Green Bay. I know Aaron Rodgers. I, I might be tongue in cheek when I tease him a little bit. He's still, he's still fantastic, but he's got nothing. There's nothing there. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially at home, they play defense. And I think that they're just going to get slapped. And two points isn't enough. I don't care how many bad receivers Tom Brady has. They'll find the end zone a couple times. You count on that. And not only that, but I, I just checked uh, bet stamp for the most recent line, and there's one and a half minus 110 right now. So Oh, there uh, you go. You, you yeah. see how it's, it, it, we're progressing nicely today already. That's right. That's right. So yes. awesome. Uh, well, what's, what's pick number three for you this week, Phil? I hope you Jets fans ain't listening. I've been a Jets <laughs> fan for 53 years. I was going to wear my Jets hat today, but it's hard to wear the Jets hat. <laughs> That would have been deceptive. <laughs> I'm taking the Bengals minus four and a half against the hapless New York Jets. Even after that, that huge the... comeback. Stop. You know, <laughs> I'm so tired of all these comebacks. You know, like the, you're talking about the Dolphins too. Those are yep. garbage time comebacks. You know what happened is those teams play, sat back in his zone and were trying to play prevent. Okay, whatever. Let them play man to man like they were the first three quarters. And I see how the New York Jets fare with Joe Flacco. I don't think it'd be the same thing. And uh, the Bengals, they're 0-2. People are talking smack about 0-2 yeah, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is not a guy you talk smack about. He's probably one of the most confident players in the NFL. They're all confident. or They, they have to be. Yeah. Overconfident sometimes. But yeah. confident. And Burrow, he's got a whip. And I'll tell you what, if Jacoby Brissett can hurt that team, what do you think Burrow and Chase are going to do? That's a fair point. This is yep. a thumping time. And Joe Mixon, th this is how it's going to go. I'll give you a covers piece verbally today. Oh, nice. I love it. Let's do it. Bottom line, Joe Mixon's going to start this game off. They're going to run the ball and box them in a little bit and then open things up for Chase. And, and I believe Higgins is playing again this week, right? I think he's supposed to be, yep. Yeah, it's the other kid that's out, right? Um, but at the end of the day, they're just going to run right down the Jets' throat. Big offensive plays. And the folks in New Jersey, because New York doesn't actually have a stadium in New York, so we really should call them the Jersey Jets. <laughs> Love it, man. Yeah, uh, we'll see how the Cincinnati offensive line can come together. But if they can't, I mean, people are jumping off the, the Bengals already. And it's been a rough first two weeks. Don't get me wrong. It looks pretty right. bad. But but it's still early, right? And we know what they can be. We know the weapons they have. So, um, fifteen games left. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Fifteen games—that's a lot. 
That is a lot. Absolutely. Who, what was it? off the top of your head? Do you know who had the most wins last year? Was it 13 and three? Mm, I'd have to go look. That sounds right to me. Um, you talk, I'll look it up. So bottom line is uh, at the end of the day, there's so many games left to play. I mean, let's not hang some of these teams. Now the Jets are lousy. They really are. The Browns, I'll bet you they were on suicide watch Sunday night after that game because they really, really kicked themselves in the pants, shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. They shot themselves in the foot defensively so many times they ran out of feet to shoot, and the Jets beat them. <laughs> and, and that's just how that worked out. I, I watched the entire game with one eye open, of course, because Sunday's really my day off. But uh, at the end of the day, this Bengals, I wouldn't, I'm not worried about the Bengals. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really care if they win or not anyway, but they're going to cover this one and, and they're going to win. And, and, and from there on out, we'll see. But the Jets, that's that's another team that I ain't buying alongside the Giants. I ain't buying either one of them. No New York for you uh, this year. No, no, and, no. And hey, no. you were. You were right. So the Packers and the Bucks were 13 and four last year. And then mm-hmm. there were a few other teams that were 12 and five. Right. The, and what were in the, the like? So, so if the Bengals win 11 games this year, right, which is entire, po- entirely possible, especially in the AFC North. I mean, the, the Ravens have been okay, but their defense is so injured again. The Browns and the Steelers, I still think, are are just not very good teams. Uh, maybe mediocre. So yeah, I'm with you. I, they don't have to, they don't have to blow people away to be competitive in that division. I have that Ravens game for covers coming up on Friday. Everybody watch for that. And my my uh, college game, but my college one. I'm sorry, Tasty. Says you you no, open the door with the covers thing. So, so absolutely, people okay, should so be reading it. I, well, on Thursday you'll see the Texas Texas Tech preview. Okay. I love it. I watch for all of them, man. So if you're not already, go follow Cash with Flash on Twitter. Um, That is uh, an easy way. Also, can you just search covers by your name for Um, for your stuff? Do you know? I'm not sure if you can. Do you tweet out all of the cover stuff you do? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. That's the only site that I tweet. So that's the easy way. Just make sure you follow at Cash with Flash. Uh, turn on those notifications, and then you'll see all those covers articles come through. Yeah, so. I also have it on my other Twitter, which I use just for writing purposes. And that's okay. Nathan's Phil. So that's my name over there, backwards. Nathan's Phil. Got it. If yep. you're on the podcast, that's N-A-E-S-S-E-N-S, and then Phil, P-H-I-L. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. What a great time. Absolutely, man. Want people to be checking it out. So, well, hey, Phil, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping in for week three. Hopefully, we can run the table this week and uh, get back, get up to up to or over five hundred for the year, and just up up from there. I need to be better than one in five. Hey, we all do, but you know, I mean, you're the one who's taught me. If you can't ride out a one in five week here and there, then you shouldn't be shouldn't be betting in the first place because it's going to happen. If you can't ride out a 0-20 week, yeah, you, that's uh, right. you're doing it wrong. That's um, right. End of the day, bankroll management. All those things are covered in my book. Uh, and I hope if, if you get a chance, pick it up. And if not, yeah. just follow me on Twitter. Pretty much the same thing. All right, man. Well, it's great to talk to you as always. Uh, yeah. uh, have a great oh, day. And I'll too. talk to you soon, man. Oh, thank you so much. Good luck, everybody out there. It's nice to see you again. 
All right, we've come to the last leg of this best bets capping relay, and that's my picks for the week. There's actually quite a bit on the board that I, I like pretty well, so it took me some time to narrow this down. Hopefully, I went with the right ones, and don't give out the ones uh, that lose here, but that's that's what the game is. So my picks, my first one up, I'm going with the Rams minus three and a half, and when I'm recording this, you can get that at minus 106. I just think that the Cardinals are really bad. They should have lost that game last week. It was really Kyler running around trying to make things up that got them the tie and then ultimately two fumbles in a row from the Raiders to get that scoop and score, pick, uh, not pick six, but a, a fumble run back for six points to win in overtime for the Cardinals. They really, I mean, you could say this all the time, but they should have lost that game. They, they didn't dominate that game the Raiders threw it away. And I don't know that the Raiders are a phenomenal team either. I think the Cardinals defense is, is bad this year. I think we're going to continue to see that play out across the course of the season. The Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins are not very good on offense either. They basically have Kyler and that's about it. James Conner is going to be banged up for this game. Even if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. So there's a lot that I like there that points in the direction of the Rams. I was trying to find a couple of my other notes. I know I have most of this memorized, but on the Rams, I will say too, I think it's uh, seven out of the last eight against the Cardinals. The Rams have won and seven in a row in Arizona. So this is just a team. Obviously the teams change over time, but I think that this is a game where the Rams have their number. I also think that the Rams are better than what they've shown so far. Everybody's ready to jump off the Rams coming off the Super Bowl last year and looking, you know, maybe a little bit lackluster in the first two weeks. But I think the Rams are still a really good team. And if they don't get injured too much, I think they end up uh, being in contention for the playoffs and even to make a run again. I think we're overreacting a little bit to what we've seen in the first two weeks with this team. And uh, I think this this line could even be wider than three and a half. Obviously, I'd always like to get the minus three as opposed to three and a half, but I think this is a touchdown or better win for the Rams. So at minus three, minus 106, I'll take it. My second pick, you heard me, if you listen to the, the whole stream here or podcast, you heard me mention this game already, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I got it at over 41. This dropped down from 48 or 48 and a half. Right now it sits at 42 minus 105. I'll take over 42 minus 105. I think that's still a good look. Um, these are these are two teams who, again, people are, are pretty low on their offenses right now. Obviously, Tampa Bay has a ton of injuries, including on the offensive line, and that absolutely is a concern. But Green Bay's defense hasn't exactly been destroying people so far. Metrically, they don't look phenomenal. Tampa Bay has a pretty decent defense, but I think Aaron Rodgers is uh, capable of spreading the ball around to these different receivers. It was only Chicago that they played in week two, so we got to take it with a grain of salt. But Aaron Rodgers has proved that he can get an offense going most of the time, even if they don't have a bunch of big stars. And they do have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who both metrically look really good, and I think those two can carry the load to some extent. I think Fournette may run too, so if this is a running game, obviously that could lead toward it being a little bit lower scoring. But I think both teams might be able to gash the other one on the ground. And with a, a total this low at 42, I mean, I think either of these teams is capable of putting up, you know, 14 points in a quarter. And so both of them having to get to the low to mid 20s, I, I just don't feel too bad about that. So my second pick is Green Bay and Tampa Bay over 42 minus 105. 
And then for my plus money pick, there's there's a few spots that I like okay here. A number of them have already been named on the show, but I am going to go with Atlanta at plus 111 to get the one, win up in Seattle. I won't spend too much time on this. D did a good job breaking it, this down. This was his uh, plus money pick as well, so we're on the same side for this one. But at a basic level, I'll just say Atlanta has has looked good. Their metrics have been relatively solid. And the Seattle, I think, is a absolutely basement team in the NFL this year. I think they got amped up and played one good game against a Denver Broncos team that has proven that they are, while they might be good in the long run, they're not right now, especially offensively. I think that's why they were able to, to do what they did in that first game against Denver. I think Atlanta comes in here and picks up their first win on the season, is able to close out a bad Seattle team. So I will take Atlanta at plus 111. In terms of confidence on these picks, I'm going to go three for the Rams at minus three and a half. I'm going to go two for Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And I'm going to go two for the plus money pick this week with Atlanta. So three, two, and two for the confidence for me. That'll wrap it up for the Best Bets show week three. Hopefully you're able to pick out the spots to tail and the ones to fade, but a lot of good information and a lot of good picks on the show. Again, would appreciate a like, a comment, a review. Any of those things are greatly appreciated. Enjoy your week of NFL betting, and we will see you back here next week, hopefully with a little bit more green in our pockets. Best of luck, everybody. Thank you.